Hey everybody, I'm Sarah. And I'm Vicky. And we are the Drama Mamas. Yeah, we are. And in this, our last episode of Shakespeare. Holy God. Finally. Yeah. I mean, I can't be the only one that thinks no. that. No. Like, when we started this, I was like, this is a great idea. Yeah. And now I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ. Right? I'm like, oh, I'm back in high school lit. Oh, but it's not lit. It ain't lit. It ain't lit. <laughs> All right. So this is episode 10, The People versus 10 Things I Hate About You. Mm-hmm. So please silence your cell phones. Viewer discretion is advised. And now your feature presentation. So this was directed by Gil Junger, who has 66 directing credits beginning in 1987. Mm-hmm. Before this, he had directed episodes of The Jeff Foxworthy Show, Living Single, Ellen, and Dharma and Greg. Ellen, the sitcom, not Ellen, the daytime talk show. Good. Good distinction there. Right. Since then, he wrote for, according to Jim, Eight Simple Rules and Ten Things I Hate About You, the series. Oh, so I this like is one of the very few movies rules. that I noticed. Uh, I don't remember. That was John Ritter, right? I, I think he died sure. on set. May- oh gosh, that's awful. And like the daughter I remember from it was Reba funny. and Kaylee Cuoco. I haven't no, seen it, but no. But I remember it. I'd like to think I know funny. a lot about it. <laughs> right? I'm like, I don't know you. You know more about it than I do. I guess. <laughs> uh, it was written by Karen McCullough and Kristen Smith. Now you might remember us mentioning those names before, and that is because they mm-hmm. had mm-hmm. written. Another movie we covered. Mm-hmm. What movie was that? Mm. Oh, She's the Man. Mm-hmm. They wrote She's the Man. Yeah. After this. Yeah. For um, a second, I was thinking it was O because Julia teen, Stiles. Yeah. But then I was like, no, that's not it. Because uh, I hated that one. Before this movie, there was really nothing that they had written that I recognized. And after this, they did Legally Blonde, Ella Enchanted, House Bunny, 10 Things I Hate About You, the series. Mm-hmm. All right, so this movie starred Heath Ledger and Julia Stiles. Yes. Heath Ledger has credits. <laughs> I did not write down how many credits. You just weren't doing it this I guess. <laughs> I did it for Julia Stiles. Wow. I know. Uh, beginning in 1992, before he had done some Australian television, but nothing that I was familiar with. Uh, and after he did The Patriot, A Knight's Tale, Lord of Do- Lords of Dogtown, Brokeback Mountain, The Dark Knight, uh, he died in 2008. Too soon. Too soon. Too soon. He was too pretty to die. He was so pretty. <laughs> Especially in this movie. I love him in this he's movie. Very, like, he was very fresh-faced. And mm-hmm. he had just, like, a dusting of freckles. It was so cute, those it freckles. Was really okay. cute. Julia Stiles has 54 credits beginning in 1993. Before this, the only movie I recognized was The Devil's Own. Uh, Heath Ledger has 23 acting credits. Thank you. Yep. Uh, since this, she was in Hamlet, Oh, The Born Identity, The Prince and Me, The Omen, and a full season of Dexter. Hmm. Oh, um, yeah, because you said she was in the season after the season where it should have stopped. Yep. Uh, her character is interesting, though. Uh, 1999, we covered the pop culture trivia for that in The Boondock Saints. Okay. So if you want to brush up on your 1999 pop culture trivia, you're welcome to do that. Um, we encourage it, even. 
Yeah, and you know, I think there was another movie in 1999 because I remember saying, it might not have even been Boondock Saints. It might have been something before that. I don't Because I remember saying that I hadn't covered the Oscar winner, which was Shakespeare in Love. Oh, yeah. So I think we've covered it in earlier episodes. So if you go back and listen to the Boondock Saints and you hear my voice telling you to go back and listen to something else, apologies. Yeah, just, you know, it'll be just be a couple minutes in. Yeah, it's no big deal. Uh, and it's a good episode. Yeah, just listen is. to the whole thing. Yeah, all of them. Uh, so trivia about 10 things I hate about you. Um, the scene in which Kat reads 10 things, the poem. Oh, my gosh. Was the first and only take, according to the DVD extras. That's incredible because that is a good take. Yes. Kat's tears toward the end of the poem were not planned. Really? Admit, like I tear up every time I watch that. That's interesting because it's so real. Yeah. And I was like, when I was watching it, I was like, man, where is she going? Where where did you go to get there? I don't know. But wherever that she fast. went. That fast. It Ooh. was. I felt it. Yeah. Uh, Heath Ledger improvised the moment where Patrick starts playing with fire. <laughs> like when they're in the science mm-hmm. lab and they're talking about approaching him. First, he pulls out a switchblade and stabs the frog there to dissecting, yes. and then he plays with the fire. Yeah. Uh, the whole film was shot at locations. No sets were used. Huh. Yeah, I thought that was pretty interesting. Uh, Heath Ledger beat out Josh Hartnett and Ashton Kutcher for the role of Patrick. Mm. Thank God. Mm-hmm. Um, Heath Ledger... Oh, just kidding. According to the 10th anniversary commentary by the cast, Heath Ledger and Julia Stiles began dating during the filming, and they broke really? up in January 2000. Huh. The Which is a bummer. you know. They had really good chemistry. They do. Like, you've heard they me did. talk about how I feel about chemistry. Yeah. And they had spicy, spicy chemistry. So they started dating in nine. Yeah, they probably just didn't date that long, but yeah. long enough. Long enough. Cameron James, which was Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character, learns yes. French in order to tutor Bianca. In real life, he is fluent in French. Huh. Is he from Canada? Uh, I don't know. He seems like a really nice person, so I think yes. <laughs> but I do not know. Uh, Julia Stiles originally auditioned for the role of Bianca Stratford. And Larissa Olenek, Ol- who plays Bianca, originally wanted to play Cat. He's not Canadian. Oh. Really? Mm-hmm. They wanted to play the... Well, I don't know if Julie Stiles wanted to play Bianca, but that's what she went out for. Huh. I could not see them playing the other. Yeah, they so... They play those so well. Yes. It's very hard for me to try to have them switch. Mm-hmm. Plus, like, Julia Stiles has a face oh my god it's not a face that i love but it's a face like she can kick your ass yeah probably in high school you're like i'm not messing with her face really well yeah like bianca she's soft well part of that i'm sure she's very pretty the way that they made them up could be but and they actually i thought they looked a lot like sisters like they looked similar enough that i Mm -hmm. could buy that they were sisters Mm -hmm. um it would have been really easy to make cat a punk rocker, cut her hair short, yes. dye it black, do heavy eyeliner, and they didn't. Oh, she dressed God. like a pretty normal teenager. Yeah. But you knew not to fuck with her. Yeah. Like, I thought that was a good choice. 
Andrew Keegan didn't know how to draw genitals for one scene. And so David Krumholtz, which I think was the guy he drew the dick on, mm-hmm. had to teach him. Who doesn't know how to draw a dick? I mean, I know this was a world before Superbad. <laughs> but who doesn't know how to draw a dick that has one? Um, I don't know. I wasn't... I wasn't old enough in 1999. You were, what, nine? Yeah. I wasn't old enough for my friends to be like, let's all draw dicks. Yeah, but so he was I don't nine know. when he made the movie. Well, I know, but I don't know anybody who did draw dicks in 1999. okay? Yeah. Okay. Oh, I'm... It looked like you had a crick in your neck. No, my shoulders are tense, so I'm trying to mm. okay. pull them. Sorry. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know that it actually helps anything <laughs> but <laughs> i was like what do you mean am i okay <laughs> yeah, fine the table dance scene is what led julie styles uh to julie styles leading role in save the last dance huh which is a really good movie interesting uh I that's mean, really interesting she dances pretty well i'm sure that song that she dances to is in an Oreo commercial now. Is it? And so every time I see that Oreo commercial, it makes me think of this movie. That's funny. Uh, according to Jill, Gil Junger, the director, there was a concern about Heath Ledger's Australian accent, but the director thought that it made him dangerous and sexy. It did. Excellent call. Yes. Excellent call. Yes. The large sculpture in the background in the scene where Cameron approaches Bianca for help is not a set piece, but an actual mixed media sculpture known as the Fremont Troll. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, It's location under the north end of the Aurora Bridge. Its location is. Uh, When the director's agent gave him the script for a teen version of The Taming of the Shrew, he said, absolutely not. Uh, He admitted in the production notes... I had no interest in doing a typical high school film. I wanted to do a romantic love story. But at the urging of my agent, I read the script. I loved it. The depth of it surprised me. It's a really romantic love story. The plot is beautifully interwoven and the humor works because it comes from the characters. I'd agree with that. Yeah, I'm glad he made it. Me too. Cameron refers to getting someone a date. Someone to date Cat as extreme dating. In 2005, Andrew Keegan, the guy that plays Joey, mm-hmm. acted in a film called Extreme Dating. <laughs> oh, and uh, at the end of the movie, when it pans up from Cat's car where they're making out, mm-hmm. uh, you can see the letters AFF in her spot, mm-hmm. leading you to believe that she's parked in a staff parking spot. <laughs> I've seen that movie like 10 times and I never noticed that. But That's I, funny. I did the research there before I watched it this time. There were several things that I noticed this time that I hadn't noticed previously. Uh, I saw this movie in theaters. Did you? Yeah. I did not. <laughs> uh, this is going to sound weird, but like I went with my parents. We went to see it together. Hmm. I was like what, 12, 11 when it came out. Hmm. And we went to the cheap theater Dollar about theater? 30 minutes away. No, not oh. the super cheap. Like the 250 theater that's oh. about 30 minutes away. And, uh, yeah. Is it the drive-in? They liked it. No, no. Not the drive-in. I love the drive-in. I like the drive-in. Luke does not. He says uh, the sound quality. Yeah, no. Sound quality shit, but you don't go for the movie. Yeah. You go for all the other stuff that's at the drive-in. It's fun. We took the kids uh, last summer to see. I don't remember what we even saw. Oh, the Smurfs. 
the uh, new newest Smurfs last summer. Yeah. And it was a lot of fun. Yeah. And they all passed out. The only one that was awake was Will. <laughs> and we're just like, can we go? And he's like, I really want to see the movie. And we're like, <sighs> okay. Yeah, we stayed. Well, I think we left, but we stayed longer because he wanted to. Right. So, okay, the general plot of 10 Things I Hate About You is uh, Kat and Bianca are sisters. Mm-hmm. Kat is against the green punk rocker chick. Uh, Bianca is prim, proper, loves preppy. to be. Yeah, she she wants to be the most popular girl in school. Yeah. So their dad is an OB. And he is terrified of teen pregnancy. And so, so the rule is funny. they don't date until they graduate. Yeah. Well, he they keep fighting. And uh, he says, finally, Bianca can date when Kat starts dating. Yeah. So Bianca this guy goes, that really wants she to date Bianca. dating? Yeah. It's good. Yeah. He's just like, then you'll never date. Oh, I like that. <laughs> it sounds fantastic. So, um... So this guy that's interested in her, he's just like, I'll find someone to date your sisters so that I can take you out. Mm-hmm. So he recruits a guy with money to yep. pay someone. Yep. And uh, they pay Patrick to date her. And uh, she is not buying what he is selling at first, but he really no. takes the time and tries to understand what she's into, what kind of guy she likes. And he, you know, acts appro- accordingly. And he does get her to date him. And so Bianca goes out with the guy that pays first. And when she realizes what a jerk he is, she starts to date Cameron. And then uh, Kat and Patrick kind of fall in love. Yep. And then she finds out that he was paid to go out with her and... uh, Is shattered. She is, yeah, kind of broken. And, uh, but then he makes it up to her and everybody... Lives happily ever after, except Joey, and fuck Joey. Fuck Joey. That's, I mean, generally. Generally. What, what it's about. So, what's Taming of the Shrew about? <sighs> Have you ever watched Taming of the Shrew? No. Uh, Elizabeth, what's her name? Elizabeth, fuck. <laughs> um, and Richard Burton. Elizabeth, why can I not think of her name? Um, I've watched their version an old lady. It came out in 1967. Jesus. 1967. Yeah, and I've seen it. How crazy. Elizabeth Taylor. Why can I not think of that? And Richard Burton. And they play like the classic Taming of the Shrew Shakespearean. Okay. It's set in Italy. A rich young man named Lucentio arrives with his servant Stranio and Biondello to attend the local university. Lucentio is excited to begin his studies, but his priorities change when he sees Bianca, a beautiful young woman with whom Lucentio instantly falls in love. Yes. Instantly. That's Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. Just how, Although, how many people do you think he stuck it to? Uh, probably less than you'd think. Which is why that idea is so romantic to him. Um, sticking it to him. Uh, there are two problems. First, Bianca already has two suitors, Gremio and Hortensio. Second, Bianca's father, a wealthy old man named Baptista Minola, has declared that no one may court Bianca until first her older sister, the vicious, ill-tempered Catherine, is married. So, Lucentio 
decides to overcome this by disguising himself as Bianca's Latin tutor to gain an excuse to be near her. Hortensio disguises himself as her music teacher for the same reason. While Lucentio pretends to be Bianca's tutor, Tranio dresses up as Lucentio and begins to confer with Baptista about the possibility of marrying his daughter. Um, the Catherine problem is solved when Hortensio's friend Petruchio, a brash young man from Verona, arrives to find a wife. He intends to marry a rich woman, does not care what she's like as long as she's rich. He agrees to marry her before he sees her. He goes to the house to meet her, and they have a tremendous duel of words. <laughs> tremendous. Duel. Duel. <laughs> Uh, as she insults him repeatedly, he tells her he will marry her whether she agrees or not. He tells her dad that he she's agreed to marry him on Sunday. Hearing the claim, she's silent and the wedding is set. On Sunday, dude's late to his own wedding. Nice. Right. I was late to my own wedding. Zach and I were both late. Nice. Together. <laughs> we had a four-month-old. It was a solid excuse. Right. Uh, he's late to his own wedding, leaving her to fear she will become an old maid. When he does arrive, he is dressed in a ridiculous outfit and rides on a broken down horse. After the wedding, he forces Catherine to leave for his country house before the feast, telling all in earshot that she is now his property and he may do with her as he pleases. Once they reach his country house, he continues the process of taming Catherine by keeping her from eating or sleeping for several days. This sounds awful. Uh, meanwhile, Lucentio wins Bianca's heart by wooing her with a Latin translation de that declares his love. The other guy makes the same attempt with music, but Bianca loves Lucentio and Hortensio resolves to marry a wealthy widow. Uh, Catherine and her husband return to Padua to visit her dad on the way. He forces Catherine to say that the sun is the moon and that an old man is really a beautiful young maiden. Since Catherine's willfulness is dissipating, she agrees that all is as her husband says. He's just mentally broke her down. Yeah, this really actually it kind of pisses me off. I'm like, what part of this is about fucking ten things I hate about you? Ten things I hate about fucking Petruchio. I don't remember that in the movie. Like, I remember him breaking her down, but it felt more like uh, Scarlett O'Hara and Rhett Butler, where, like, he's just throwing her off constantly, because oh, okay. she's, like, got a real high opinion of herself, and yeah. he's just constantly undermining that. And, yeah. Just whack at it. Yeah, he's just knocking her down a peg. That's what I remember from The Taming of the Shrew. Gotcha. At last, Bianca and Lucentio arrive to spread the news of their marriage. Both Vincentio and Baptista finally agree to the marriage, which is good since they're already frickin' married. Right. At the feast following the wedding, Hortensio's wedding to the widow, the other characters are shocked to see that Catherine seems to have been tamed. She obeys everything her husband says and gives a long speech advocating the loyalty of wives to their husbands. When the three new husbands stage a contest to see which of their wives will obey first when summoned... Everyone expects Lucentio to win. Bianca, however, sends a message back refusing to obey while Catherine comes immediately. The others acknowledge that he's won an astonishing victory and the happy Catherine and Petruchio leave the banquet to go to bed. Yeah, I don't remember the, the movie like that. Yeah, I don't feel like you would. Yeah. Because I don't feel like you would like that. No, I wouldn't. Like, uh... 
the way that I remember is like she she is truly horrible. Like she's stubborn for the sake of being stubborn, mm-hmm. and rude for the sake of being rude, and she's just generally awful. And he tries to be nice. At first. Mm-hmm. And when that doesn't work, he's just like, well, the fact of the matter is you don't have a lot of say. Right. So, like, if you're not going to be nice to me, I have no reason to be nice to you. Right. And so, like, when they come home, she's like, I'm going to bed immediately. And he's like, no, you're not. Like, Mm-mm. you've been a bitch. And now you're not going to be able to sleep. Mm. So, he does keep her up, if I remember correctly. And, uh... I don't remember anything about the food, but, like, if it was, it was probably something like, you know, well, can your kitchens handle, you know, this? I don't know. Probably not. You know, mm-hmm. that, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And he's just, like, not bowing to her. Right. And eventually that gains her respect. That's how I remember it. Hmm. Instead of breaking her down well, mentally. And physically. Like, I don't picture Elizabeth Taylor being like, yeah, sure, I'll do that. Yeah. Like, I don't, obviously, I don't know her. Mm-hmm. But she doesn't strike me as the type of woman who would be down with that. Right. And would have been like, yeah, okay, I'll do that. Yeah, sure. It just doesn't feel I don't know, maybe it's different in right. context. Like, when you explain it, like, literally that is what it is, but in context it feels different. Yeah. Because when you just read it, like, that, I don't know. Like, I, didn't, I don't remember it like that. I didn't listen to either play this week. Mm. I remember really liking this movie. Had a lot of other stuff going on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, not just 10 Things I Hate About You. I remember liking The Taming of the Shrew. But, yeah. I mean. Well, I've seen several modern takes on the taming of the Mm -hmm. shrew and none of them ever feel like he's abusive like reading that it felt abusive yeah but i mean abusive there were different um uh got not guidelines um what is the word i'm looking for thresholds for what was considered abuse in shakespearean times right um yeah, I recently read a modern take on The Taming of the Shrew, and I did not like it mm-hmm. hardly at all. Well, it may be... When did you watch it? Like, how old were I you? was young. So was it may be like 15. that you're just seeing it differently. That's true. Through the eyes of your youth. Right. Naivety. Naivety. And you naivety. tend to gloss over some things that are problematic yeah. when you're younger because you just don't think about it. Yeah. You're like, eh. Yeah. Like, mm. he didn't let her eat. It's no big deal. Right. Yeah, it's I, a big deal. I skip breakfast every day. Uh, no. I did not. I do most days. <laughs> um, that's I why shouldn't. you're so skinny. That's not why I'm so skinny. It's... <laughs> I'd probably be in better health if I would eat breakfast. <laughs> that's true. Um, but I don't like it. <laughs> so I love 10 Things I Hate About You. I do too. I don't have, I don't know that I have anything bad to say about it necessarily. I wish that my guidance counselor was like Alice and Janney in this movie. <laughs> What's her name? Perky? Miss Perky. Yeah. Yeah, like, Miss Perky. My guidance counselor was nothing like Miss Perky. Yeah, no, she doesn't give a shit. Nope. About She's there to write her books. <laughs> She wants to write her filthy erotica. Quivering member. Quivering member. 
And she takes her glasses off. Oh, I like that. She changed it to after seeing Heath Ledger. She's like, his bratwurst. And I was yes. like, but you are nasty. The best part of that was a bratwurst. Aren't we the optimists? Yeah. <laughs> He's just like, what the fuck He's did you bitch? just say? <laughs> Excuse you. Oh, man. The literature teacher mm. is also hilarious. Uh, Mr. Morgan. When he, he interacts with the Rastafarians. Yeah, he said, don't even get me started on YouTube. <laughs> what did they say? Yeah, man. Yeah, because uh, Kat had gone on one of her rants. Why can't we? Whoa, we're doing another white man. Why can't mm-hmm. we have a woman? And he's, he was not having it. He was mm-hmm. like, oh, how about you tell me about why can't we have somebody black? Right. <laughs> I said, he is not having any of your privileged white woman crybaby feminist bullshit. Yeah. And he's not. He's not. I mean. I'm not going to say anything, you know, one way or the other. Feminism, feminists, whatever. mm -hmm. But he wasn't having it. Yeah. Well, he was. He had a point. I don't think him having a point invalidates hers. But he did have one. No. I think. That, uh, as far as the social ladder goes, everybody knows that the white men are at the top, and everybody else falls somewhere below that. Below that. I think that's fair. And uh, as women, you're generally below the man of your race. Yeah. And, you know, I would never say, I don't know that I would say you know, where white women are as opposed to any man of any other color. Right. Uh, I don't want to be presumptuous. And there's a lot but of. But we're all below white men. There's a lot of factors that go into yes, that. Yes, there are that a lot. We're not, so I'm sure it's, we're not even aware of all no, the factors that go into that. No, there's no way we could possibly be. Uh, Cameron Sells his he love at first sight. He's so cute. He is so cute. And his little, like, stutter laugh thing that he does he's several times so is adorable. so cute. Um, but he sells the hell out of his love at first sight. Yes, he does. I bought it. He seems just naive enough to he, actually believe it. Yeah. you. Know, they felt like babies. They were babies. Yes. And in high school, that's the way it is. Every, the fucking, whoever you see, you're like, oh. With me, it was yeah, yeah. the first time. You saw Luke. He ruined no, everything. I, no. Luke was not love at first sight for me. <laughs> Luke was like fungus. He had to grow on me. And now he's like black mold in your lungs. <laughs> <laughs> You're never getting rid of him. <laughs> no, like in high school, it was more like the first time I heard... Something truly witty come out of a guy's mouth. You're like, and oh. if he was even moderately attractive, yeah, I, he had my attention. Yeah, I was just like, what? Say what? And even still to this day, this is probably true. I have trouble um, if I get bored, mm-hmm. and so in high school. With the exception of my long-term high school boyfriend. Everybody pre-him and consequentially pre-Zach because Zach was right after him. Mm -hmm. uh, I had like a three-month tops 
limit. Mm-hmm. And generally, I would start looking for problems because I was bored. You're just fucking, you're boring. <laughs> One uh, guy, like, he's too clingy. I was like, mm, it's, it's not working for me. One guy didn't have a sense of humor. I would just find things and I they would be like the dumbest fucking reasons to break up with people. Mm-hmm. Dumb. Yeah, I but uh... I have to be entertained and there are a lot of things that I can say about Zach. Good and bad. Mm-hmm. Not boring. Not boring. No, not boring. Not boring. He keeps me on my toes. <laughs> and I need that. <laughs> The conversation that Bianca has with her friend where she's like, I know you can be overwhelmed and you can be underwhelmed, but can you ever just be whelmed? Yeah. Bianca says, I think you can in Europe. Yeah. Oh, God. I was like, uh, no. Cameron uh, sneaking so in a date request when he's just like, we could have French food. Right. He's like, if you don't want to speak it, we could eat it. And then we could kiss it. And I really wanted him to be like, like, you know, like French fries. <laughs> Uh, Bianca not being able to remember his name in that scene was mm-hmm. like setting my teeth on edge. It was so frustrating Mm -hmm. she calls him like curtis and uh, yeah something else well it's supposed to be because you're supposed to be like ah yeah like why what do you see french for you well she doesn't know that (laughs) right but i do damn it several times bianca says that cat is hideous i'm like you can say lots of things about the character cat you could say a lot of things about Julia Stiles. Hideous. Eh. I, I think it, so. I think it depends on her makeup in the movie. Oh, my God. I you are the worst. Her. Look, in my notes, at some point, let's see. Um, I don't actually see it. But I did, in my notes somewhere, say that I would take back what I had said. Oh, I take back what I said about Julia Stiles always playing the same part. I still don't like her face, though. Uh, may the record show that you took it back. Um, I take back that you are a shitty actress. <laughs> you still have a shitty face. You know she's hanging on her every word. Uh, maybe maybe we'll get a Jimmy Kimmel instead of mean tweets. We'll get Vicky saying mean things. <laughs> you know, about you actors. do that for a long time. <laughs> uh, Michael, the nerd, mm-hmm. is a good friend. Mm-hmm. Like, he just met Cameron. Cameron just met Bianca. And Michael's like, I'm with you, bro. Like, we're yeah. going to get this for well, you. Well, at first, he's like, don't bother. Stop. Yeah. Stop. You're embarrassing us all. But, but once he's in. Yeah, he's in. He's in. Uh, he defines a backer as someone with money who's stupid. Yep. Which was funny. Yep. Um, and they found the perfect person. They did, because Joey is stupid, if nothing else. Yeah. And he's he, got money. When he approaches 
Patrick. Patrick tries to strong arm him into giving him more money. Yes. And he says, two movie tickets, $15. Now, that's, at the time, supposed to be a ridiculous overestimation. Right. But now when you hear it, you're like, like, two movie tickets, $15? That's great. Yeah. That's great. Did he say you add in some popcorn, now it's 50 He, I think he said 53 That's what I wrote down, but I might it have just It was such it. a big difference. Jump. It was so yeah. funny. And then Raisinets makes it 75 Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I was like, this is supposed to be inflated gouging, but in 2018, like, Patrick just lost. Right? <laughs> lost like, money. Like, wait. Dude. Uh, Two two tickets to the movie. That's going to be at least twenty five dollars. Cat describes herself to uh, Bianca. She says, "I'm not hostile. I'm annoyed." And I'm like, "Girl, same, same." Yes, <laughs> I'm not hostile. I'm annoyed. Uh, their mom left. They established that. Yes. One of the best lines in this movie is when she tells Patrick because he says something about you thought about me naked. <laughs> And she doesn't deny it, by the way. She says, am I that transparent? I want you. I need you. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. baby. One of the best lines of any movie ever. And she's so, like, she's serious. Yeah. She's not, you know, she's, like, sarcastic. But she's not laughing. Mm -mm. No. And it's so funny because I remember being like that in high Mm -hmm. school. "Mm -hmm, Yeah, you're great. Yeah. I can't stop thinking about you. Yeah. You're the first thing that I think of when I open my eyes in the morning. Patrick asks Cameron. When Cameron tells him the real plan, he reveals to Patrick that he is the mastermind behind this whole situation. Right. (laughs) That he is in love with Bianca and he wants to get with her. And Patrick's like, what's with this chick? Does she have beer flavored nipples? Yes. (laughs) Why does everybody want this? Yeah, I love that he is not taken with her at all. No. What he says in the car with him and Kat when she's, like, drunk. And mm-hmm. then she just decides to bestow upon him the opportunity to kiss her, which is why she's so mad when he doesn't. Yeah. Because that was a hurdle for her to get over, I think. Mm-hmm. And then to get turned down was... Right. Humiliating. Um, but yeah, what he says in the car is... <laughs> Bianca sucks so much. She says to Cameron, she says that because her sister has black underwear, that she <laughs> wants to have sex. Do you remember that, though? That was, like, the big thing. It may have been because of this movie, but it I remember was. when I was in middle school, everybody was like... You're wearing black underwear. You're trying to have sex. And I was just like, no, I'm not. It's just black. I'm definitely not. Cameron's like, can we go to your room? And she's like, a girl's room is very personal. Right? Meanwhile, they're they're literally in her sister's room going through her things. So there's a easel and a canvas with like a thing over it mm-hmm. in her room so she and made. you see Cameron looking at it like he might take it off so we can see what she was working on but he on, doesn't but he doesn't you know she's wearing uh pants that have paint on them later too yeah it's interesting uh <laughs> when they go to tell uh Patrick to go to Club Skunk 
they're just like, oh, we've got bad news. She doesn't like smokers. They take a cigarette away. They're like, and she had a picture of Jared Leto. So she likes pretty guys. And he just stares at them. And he's just like, are you telling me I'm not pretty? And they're just like, whoa, no, no. That's not what we are saying. Because he is um, pretty. Excuse you. Yeah. He is very pretty. He he is. Well, he was. Yeah. Thanks. Is Club Skunk a lesbian bar? Let's discuss. I didn't get that vibe. He says, I can't be seen in Club Skunk. And then he walks in and he is one of three men in the whole place. That's fair. And I'm, I never thought that before. But when I was watching it this time, I was like, Club Skunk. Hmm. Is this a lesbian bar? Maybe. He knows the bartender, which I think is supposed to be foreshadowing for when he gets the band to go into prom. Yeah. But that's very light foreshadowing. Like, yeah. Um, <laughs> when Bianca tries to go to Bogie Lowenstein's party, which, by the way, that's the best character name Dude, ever. So I don't know how many times I've seen this movie. Somehow it had, like, escaped me completely that... Uh, Cameron's friend was like, fuck you, bogey, and was like... Yeah, he's the one that... He's the one who's like, oh, yeah, your little wine and cheese party. Yeah. Fuck you. You know why he's getting him back, though. Yeah, yeah. like, I I saw that, and I was like, beginning. yes. And I was like, he never got his revenge. And so I was watching, and then I was like, oh, he, he did. did. <laughs> Big time. Uh, the dads... <laughs> and then I hadn't noticed during the party, you know, when bogey's freaking out, I was like, yeah, like it's Why did party. I not notice this before? That's so funny. Uh, <laughs> this time I was like, you're stupid. <laughs> you're stupid. When uh, Bianca's trying to go to the party, mm-hmm. her friend says, it's just a party. <laughs> and the dad says, and hell is just a sauna. <laughs> He, he so makes her wear the funny. belly. Yes. Who knocked your sister up? Yeah. <laughs> oh. That look that she gives him. <laughs> Side eye for days. <laughs> I just want you to remember the weight of your responsibilities. The party is really great because you get to see a lot of people's true colors. Yes. Like you kind of get to see a little more of Kat. Yeah. You get to see Joey is just vapid and stupid. <sighs> Bianca clearly you sees hadn't him. gotten that She yet. sees her friend. Yeah, it's who's a just bitch. like, too bad. Yeah. Uh, I always said Chastity is not a friend I would want. Chastity. I see. I kept calling her Gabriel Union. <laughs> but then I said, Joey is not a guy I would want to be alone with. No, never. Um, never. Cameron sees Bianca for how shallow she is. Yep. And we see Patrick be caring, caring. and not just for Kat. He takes care of Kat. But like he gives Cameron this really good pep talk where he's mm-hmm. just because Cameron's like, it's off. She wasn't into me. And he's like, do you like her? Then you need to is, work for it. Is this all worth it? <laughs> yeah. And I'm just yeah. like, I I had never really thought about it in those terms where I'm just like, wait a second. Like, mm-hmm. they really did a good job of building his character here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, when he rejects her kiss, it is awful. Yeah, it like, really her, hurts. Her face is It just... hurts. Like, I get why he did it. Yeah. And I salute him. Mm-hmm. He even says, he was just like, she was too drunk to remember anything I did. And then she kicks a soccer ball at his head. Yeah. 
Oh, she remembers. Oh, she remembers. Pepper Jones. She remembers. <laughs> You're so stupid. Why the second time so I got stupid. it in? Stupid. <laughs> oh, I hate you. Uh, you know what's funny is uh, my go-to is normally the North remembers, <laughs> but twice I said Pepperidge Farm. Pepperidge Farm remembers. <laughs> um, while she was drunk, before he rejects her, mm-hmm. she says, "You know, you're not as vile as I thought you were." And I was like, "This is me every time <laughs> I actually get to know someone, <laughs> right?" <laughs> Right after I've made that judgment call and they show me they're not actually a shitty person, I'm like, oh, you're not that bad. It's one of those things where, like, knowing her character, it's fine. It makes sense. But just taking that at face value, it's such a horrible thing to say. It is. Like, you're not as shitty as I thought you were. Fuck you, bitch. Well, I mean, you know. I've, I, I guess because maybe not as extreme, but we have, like, I have a similar personality yeah. to the character. She's like, I, I can identify with her. I can. Um, I've definitely been, I've definitely told people before that I'm glad that I talked to them because they weren't as bitchy as I thought they yes. were. Uh, I haven't said it in those terms, but yeah, I've also said something to that effect. Um, like, I'm glad that we kept getting forced into situations together. Yeah. Well, we both <laughs> hold back. Yeah. We don't. And so it's a wonder we ever yeah. talked. I'm not really sure what happened. I don't, I don't know. You guys invited me to the movies to see The Hunger Games. Yeah, you got drunk at a Christmas party. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's every Christmas. Yeah. I, that's how I deal with Christmas. But at the time, I did not know you that well. And you, we vibe well when we're both drunk. We do. We get on that same wavelength. It's we do. funny. And it is and not the same when only one of us is drunk. No. It is just not the same. No. Because I'm, like, the last time you got super drunk and I wasn't drunk, I was like, what is happening? This is I know. Wreck. You kept being like, eat a sandwich. And I was like, bitch, you're offensive. <laughs> Do we need to rehash this <laughs> no. right here on the podcast? No, because now I've seen the video and I'm like, bitch, eat a sandwich. <laughs> no worries. Eat for the rest a of sandwich. Hakuna Matata. <laughs> Um, okay, so... Oh, God. Uh, when Cameron tells Patrick... It's beautiful. That, I hope I always act like that when I'm drunk. <laughs> I do, too. Always. As long as I'm also drunk. <laughs> yeah. I don't um, know how Zach puts up with me. <laughs> He's a saint. Yeah, okay. <laughs> He's a silent sufferer, too. Yeah, and he's not very silent. No. <laughs> um, when Patrick... And Cameron are talking, and Patrick's like, I thought you were out of the game. And Cameron's like, until she kissed me. <laughs> Patrick goes, where? <laughs> Meaning, like, where on your, on your body? body? And she's like, he's, like, in the car. <laughs> and does not pick up Heath on it Ledger all. just looks at him like he's fucking stupid. So like funny. Okay. And Bianca, when she's doing archery, and Joey comes up to talk to her, she just rolls her eyes, she turns, and she lets go. <laughs> And she shot the gym teacher. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. It's so funny because just at, within her character, she does not pay attention at all. No. I think she looks over and then she just continues her conversation. Yep. 
but it's it's a, something that could have been really cheesy and annoying and with a different actor yeah. or a different director maybe but it's so funny in this movie yes. um let's see another great line do not think for one second you had any effect whatsoever on my panties because he's oh. like, oh, somebody still got their panties in a twist. And she's, and she's like, like, oh, no. hell no. <laughs> no. Oh. And in that same scene, he is watching her, which could be creepy, but it's actually, mm-hmm. like, really sweet, the mm-hmm. way that he's watching her. Again, I saw this movie when I was really young, so it might be one of those things where it's always going to be romantic to me. Right. But he approaches her and asks her if she can find it, if she knows where the feminine mystique is. Yes. And they go back and forth and they're fighting and arguing. And uh, and she basically tells him to fuck off. But before she does, she put like pushes the book into his chest. She found it. Yeah. While she was like dressing him down. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just really funny. And he looks down. He's like, oh, yeah, there it is. Yeah. I really dig uh, the way that Mr. Morgan read the sonnet. Yeah. Where he, like, wrapped it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That was great. I feel like Shakespeare should always be said that way. Mm Mm-hmm. From the rest, for the rest of time. Sure. Anytime I hear it, I want to hear it like that. (laughs) All right. And since this is our last episode... So it shall be. (laughs) So shall it be written. So it shall be done. Uh, My high school experience was not like this. Mm -hmm. It's always like this in movies. Like you've got the big party and all the fucking kids. And I wasn't like a complete outcast in high school. Mm Mm-hmm. In fact, you don't know this. Oh. When I lived in Macon my freshman year, my first semester of my freshman year, I was one of the popular kids, and I went to a party, mm-hmm. and it was not like that <laughs> at all. I was completely underwhelmed. Right. Because right. I was like, this is not. You weren't just whelmed? No. Well, you were in Europe, I was, so. Yeah, no, it was Georgia. <laughs> um, so I, I was like, uh, I don't think this is how life... The movies have lied to me. But have you ever gotten someone out of detention by flashing your teacher? No. Me neither. I've never, I've never tried to get anybody out of detention, except for myself. Mm. I've tried to get myself out of detention. I didn't have detention. I got yeah, detention maybe like... I had detention a few times. I had detention once in, like, seventh grade, and it was just a really shitty teacher. Yeah. She looked like a fucking Furby. No, I went through a phase where I didn't give a shit. Mm. I yelled at a teacher. At also school, in the I didn't grade. give a shit at school. Yeah. I don't, I don't give a shit now. They made me go to see a counselor because they thought I was angry. Oh. I was. I got in-school suspension once. Mm-hmm. I got in-school from... Because I fucking couldn't pull my nose ring out do you remember that english teacher that was such like a nazi about the uh, dress code higgins yes she sent me to in school i was really pissed about i it. had a i didn't even this wasn't even my teacher 
wasn't even my teacher, saw me walking down the hall, Buckner. Ah, yeah. Yep. Uh, saw me walking down the hall, tells me, stops me. I'm on my way to class. I'm mm-hmm. not doing anything wrong. Except for having metal in my face. Wait, wait. Buckner guy, Buckner girl? Girl. Okay. That's who I thought. Yes. The most rotten of the rotten. She's really not. She's really not that bad. I never had her. But I never she had her either, really. But some people really loved that her. That was my first had, experience uh, with her, and it colored it. I never had uh, Mr. Curtis either, but I heard he was an amazing teacher. He was. Yeah, I believe you. He was. I he was the one the with hallway. all all the reptiles, right? Yeah. Yep. He called everybody he by would, their like, last name. Yeah, he called everybody by their last name. He was mm-hmm. a good teacher. I did not like being called by my last name in high school. <laughs> Because it was ridiculous. Um, I, I, got call, I didn't mind being called by my last name. I had one guy when yeah, I was in middle school. Yeah, because your last name was two syllables. Yeah, but it was And like, it didn't sound like fart. I, I bet nobody ever called you farter. I had one guy that would make horse jokes all the time. Oh, God. Yeah. and I'm Kids like, are original. Yeah. I'm like, bro, your last name is Howell. Like... <laughs> Why what? don't you go hell at the moon, you fucking freak? Yeah, I'm freak. like, what is it, a full moon? Shut the fuck up. Yeah. I mean, I would no. never. That paintball scene. Mm-hmm. Now, I've not actually played paintball, but it is my understanding that paintballs hurt. Yeah. And they don't just, like, in my head, they don't just explode like that instantly well, they when they like throw. Balloons. That's what I was wondering. I was like, do they have paint-filled balloons? Cuz this is misleading because I also thought paintball, this is paintball, right? Right. So like I and, But then I was like, they don't have guns? Briefly had this boyfriend when I was like 16. He was like rednecky. Yeah, he was yeah, a we, very sweet guy, but we sure. literally had nothing in common. Yeah. I don't even know how it happened. But Yeah, I mean, I have one of those. Like, we went out for a little bit, and uh, he wanted to play paintball. Because we live, he- some land. we live here. We live here. And, uh... And my only exposure to paintball up until that point was this movie. Oh, no. And I was like, that's romantic as fuck. Yes, we're doing that. And then oh, he pulls out his, no. like, gun. Like, the paintball gun. Yeah, and they look serious. CO2 and shit. Yeah. And I was like... And he's handing me, like, eye protection that's not cute like what Julia Stiles wears. Nope. And I'm like, what is happening? So we played... And I was really bad at it, and it doesn't feel but it doesn't feel good, but it doesn't feel that bad unless somebody's super close. But yeah, but yeah, I was like horribly misled by this movie. Yeah, I was just like, oh my god, That's this is not the funny. same. That's awful, but <laughs> yeah. it's funny. It is. It's sad. Um. <laughs> I did put that in my notes though about the paintball paint balloons. Yeah, I wondered. He- like, it's really super cute and romantic when he pulls her down into the hay and then he takes his glasses off and he throws them and they make yeah. out a little bit. And then they get back up and she starts throwing paint at him again. I'm like, he's not wearing glasses. Right. You're going to put his eye out. <laughs> put your eye out. Uh, yeah. I, you know, it's funny that your mind went there because my mind went to, he needs his glasses. He can't see without his glasses <laughs> for my girl. That's funny. Oh, um, I appreciated all the callbacks to Shakespeare, like with her friend, mm-hmm. how she was just in and love. And a couple people say it like when they call her a shrew and yeah. Cameron says, I burn, I pine, I perish, which I think is a line directly from the play. Yeah. But yeah, they do have a lot of callbacks. They um, live in Padua, I think. That's yeah. That's the name of the town that they live in. 
Um, okay, here is the biggest problem that I have with Patrick. Okay. After His the name paintball. is Patrick. No, you know, you know what? Okay, like, side note. You know that Australian show that, yes. like, broke my heart? Yes. The character that died, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Is named Patrick. Aw, what mom? And he is gorgeous and Australian. And here's another gorgeous Australian, Patrick. Aw. I know. They're both dead. I kind of forgot that his name was Patrick in this movie until they said that. And then I was yeah. like, oh, Patrick. <laughs> That's funny. Um, so Joey ends up giving him $300 yeah. for prom. For prom. Oh, this is where his character broke for me. When he tells her to go to prom with him and she's like, are you asking or telling? And he was like, I'm asking. I just want to spend time with you. And she's like, why are you pushing this? Yes. And, he, and then he starts making her feel like she's crazy. Yeah. Where he's just like, I just want to spend time with you. Why are you acting like this? Right. I've got, there's nothing for me to gain from this. This is why girls have trust issues. Yeah. I believe that there was a time in the midst of all this that he could have come clean. There were several times. And it would have been okay. There were several times. I do think it is something he would have had to time. Like, he couldn't have just done it at any time. What? In my notes, it says it pisses me off that he's not honest with her to begin with, like, after paintball. Yeah. He totally, like, after they did their paintball thing, they were laying there on the when ground. When they were on the, the paddle boats. You could have and they had that moment. said something. Yeah. Just say, hey, this is how this started. But listen, yeah. Turns out I really actually like you. Yes. But he when he makes her feel crazy. Yes. And that's exactly like that what shit. he's trying to do. Yeah. It what it I hate it. I don't I don't like that shit. Yeah, I don't like that shit either. And then um she when she goes to prom, she apologizes to him. Mhm. For for acting crazy. For acting crazy. And yeah. again, he Says he forgives her. Right. What the fuck, bro? Right. Oh, it's so horrible. That's the his only flaw. His only flaw. He's flawless otherwise. Eh. Um, but the guy he gave the money to, mm-hmm. the band director. I yeah, he gave him jan- some money. I thought he was a janitor at first. He gave him at least a hundred. Because mm-hmm. I saw the one zero zero. Mm-hmm. But that's where I was going with the with the three hundred dollars for prom. One of them went to the dude for the band. Mm-hmm. Did the other two just go to prom, like for his tux and stuff? Uh, I thought it went to the fender. Well, I thought maybe, but then when the movie was over, I was googling what a fender Stratocaster goes. Yeah, it's for. more than three hundred. A lot more. Yeah. It's like, I went to the Fender website and sorted them by price. Mm-hmm. And it was, the lowest was five ninety nine ninety nine. Yep. And the highest one I looked was $19.99.99. Oh, man. Another really bad thing that he does is after she knows the truth and she, they have like that thing on the balcony where they're mm-hmm. arguing and yes. he tries to kiss her. Yes, don't. I'm mad at you. Yeah, like why would Take you think that would seriously. fix anything? Take oh me my seriously. God. Your mouth 
will not fix this. It no. will, but you have to put words out of it. The last thing I want from you is a kiss right now. Right? Don't Don't touch, touch me. me. Yes. Don't touch me. Oh, and then she reads that poem and it breaks my heart. Yes. The so, her breaking down breaks my heart. It here's an, it reminds me of my girl at the end when she reads that poem. Mhm. Like if you don't cry during that, you don't have a heart. I've not watched my girl. Oh, Vicky. No. So, I have a discuss. Uh the with the singing and making a fool out of himself. Yeah. Would that win you over like it does Cat, or would it make you more upset at him for drawing attention to you? See, this is something like, is it creepy or romantic? That depends on if you're attracted to the person. Yeah. Because big romantic gestures, if you're not attracted to the person, right. are creepy. Yeah. I See, like, I'm not entirely... Zach knows that I don't like a lot of attention mm-hmm. when I don't want it. Right. You know, obviously uh, there are times when I want to be the center of attention. Well, you have, you struggle with anxiety. I don't I think do. her character does. I do struggle with anxiety. Um, But, like, that would really bother me. Like, mm-hmm. I get that it's a grand gesture. Well, and it's embarrassing himself because yeah. he embarrassed her. It's evening the playing field. Right. But, like, I feel like. Everybody knows you're singing to me, which embarrasses me further. Uh, I don't know that everyone would, no. It's my anxiety speaking. Yeah. It's like, hey, girl. (laughs) Hide. You seem awfully calm. Hide in the shadows. Uh, I don't think that that would bother me. No. Luke would never do anything like that. That's not his style. He has embarrassed the hell out of me. But it hasn't been with a big romantic gesture. Yeah. It's generally oversharing. Mm. Or, no, oversharing is yeah. the number one thing he has done to yeah. embarrass me. That's because probably... he feels like if it happened, it's uh, free for all. Yeah. Like, That's probably, um, probably one of the biggest qualms Zach has with me. Oversharing? Yeah. Like I... With everyone or with friends? Well, it it depends. There are times where I overshare because I get nervous and then I right. just start talking. Work on it. And then I'm like, oh, shit. Or I'll say something and I won't think anything of it because, you know, my intentions were completely innocent. Mm-hmm. And he'll be like, you really shouldn't have said that in front of those people at that time. And I'm just like. I will like, do that to myself. Like, I will say something in conversation that feels fine in the moment, mm-hmm. but then, like, as I'm replaying the day through my head, I'm just yeah. like, oh my, that was really stupid, or... See, I don't... Or, I bet they thought this when I said that, and that's not what I meant. Like, I had... That's the kind of anxiety well, that I have, and I, it, I don't really feel like I struggle with it, but it's there. I yeah. have that. Well, before I started taking my medicine, I had that, I, everything, and still... If, like, if you guys take too long to message me back after I've seen that Pan- you've Yeah, written, I have that panic where I'm just like, after I say I've, something wrong? After I see your face on my phone that says mm-hmm. you've seen my message, I'm like, oh, no. When They're said, mad at me and I don't have friends anymore. I sent those two gifts when we were discussing things for tomorrow. And yes. I was like, I hope that wasn't 
they can interpret what I mean by that because it could sound know. really weird otherwise. Like I don't even know what you sent. I was barely paying it. I was not. Oh, excellent. That makes me feel so much better. <laughs> I don't even read your text messages. <laughs> no, like, I mean, I was at work. Um, and so I was only half. What? Two, oh, oh, yeah, I caught that. Okay. Yeah, I caught those. That's why I was like, yeah. I mean, I can handle shit if I need to. I don't like for people to think I'm weird, but it doesn't bother me as much as people thinking I'm stupid. Oh, yeah. Or less informed than I am. Like, it really bugs me if I feel like someone has the impression that I am ignorant on a level that I'm not. Like, I'm not saying that I'm not ignorant on something. Right. I am. Right. Like, you're not, you can't. You can't know everything. Right. You can't. You can't. So, there's always going to be someone smarter than you Mm -hmm. about something. But I don't like the assumption that... That you're stupid. Yeah. In general. Yes. About whatever. I don't feel like I give that impression, but sometimes I'll say something stupid. And, like, I will literally think about it for months. Man. That's why you have friends like me and Sonia. So when when you say something stupid, we're just like, um, why that, why are these words coming out of your mouth? You're better. Than is that. that what you mean? <laughs> or that's another problem that I had. I never used to be a double down kind of person. Yeah. But the longer I'm with Luke, the more I, I find myself to because Luke is a person where like he will say something ridiculous. Yes. Hyperbolically. Right. And then someone will say, they'll like, try to poke well, a I'm hole not, in it. I'm not going to go there. Yeah, let's not give an example. <laughs> I'm not going to. Someone I'm will try to poke a hole in it to make him feel stupid. But instead of backing down, he will double down on that shit. Yeah. Even if it's not his real opinion. Even if it's not real. Yeah, at all. Like, even if the laws of science <laughs> right. say that he is wrong. <laughs> he will double down on it. <sighs> like, just, just... Because and on his morals, he's like, nope. <laughs> it's a matter of principle. I'm at that point. right. Yeah, you're wrong. Like unless you can, he Luke has told me about uh, debates he's gotten into at work, oh, and gosh. he will literally debate a wrong opinion, knowing that it's wrong. But the fact that someone can't prove that it's wrong, he'll just keep going with and it. And Zach probably does that too. Yeah, no. He? When Zach tells me about debates he's had at work and what's he, what he has said to people, I'm just like. Can you not? Like, I need you to have a job. Yeah. We are not okay on just my income. We wouldn't be okay on my income either. Well, <laughs> no, you wouldn't. Um, We'd probably be a little bit better off than you would. <laughs> Slightly. Um, anytime I interact with Zach online. Oh, God, you have I, to double... I Anything. triple check any source that I am referencing. I, I triple check my, I try to triple check my grammar, yes. my spelling, it's what I funny. said. And it's then, funny. then I'm just like, do I even need to? Right. At this point, is it even worth right. inviting it into my life? There's like, um, when we went to eat earlier this month mm-hmm. and you were sitting next to me because Addison was there. Mm-hmm. Um, and he had posted some status, and it was something to do with taxes. And I wasn't, I thought he meant another word. And I was about to correct oh, excise. him. 
Yeah, I thought mm-hmm. he meant excess. Mm-hmm. And I was about to be like, bitch, excess taxes. And then you're like, wait, Google it. Yep. <laughs> Meanwhile, I've been with this guy for like almost seven years. And I was just going to be like, no, fuck you. Because <laughs> be, be, well, probably because I've been with him for seven years. Right. I'm like, no, fuck you. This is what you meant. But he'll start. He does that in person. Mm-hmm. To me. Oh, yeah. And like. There are times where I'll roll with it and I'll be like, okay, that's fine, whatever. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I have invited this into my life. Right. But other times. Other times I'm not having it. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, Zach, this is not Facebook. Right. You do not get to talk to me this like is it is RL. Facebook. I'm not some fucking rando who is just going to delete and block you. Right. Like, you still have to sleep next to me later. (laughs) Hopefully. (laughs) Shall you survive the rest of this conversation? Yeah. So tread lightly. I, with Luke, I will say, I don't want to have this conversation with you. Like, and generally, he'll just be like, well, actually, usually he's like, why not? What's wrong? What's happening? (laughs) I can't talk about this right the now. What the fuck do you think? Like, I don't want to have this conversation with you means. Let's yeah. talk about it some more. Like, yeah. Uh, anyway, no. so who's your MVP? Um, I'm going to say the friend whose name I can't recall, Michael. Yeah. What his name? Okay. I'm going to say him. Cool. Not because he's, he's a good friend. super important, but because... He is the one who comes up with a lot of the ideas that gets things going. Sure. Uh, my MVP, and he's a good friend. He and he is. had a dick f- drawn on his face. Yeah. A he took that poorly well. drawn dick. He's like, there's a dick on my face. In there. There's a penis. Is that a peach roll-up? <laughs> uh, my MVP is the dad. Oh, he was so funny. He is hilarious. Like, every scene that he is in is so, so funny. funny. The fact that he did seven crunches and he was, like, okay with that. He said to um, Kat before they left for the party, he said, no drinking, no drugs, no kissing, no tattoos, no piercings, no ritual animal slaughters of any kind. Because with Kat, it could happen. It could happen. You need to just put it out there. And I was just like, damn, dude, just trying to break all your rules she didn't try to kill any animals <laughs> right but she and she didn't do any drugs that we know of well, that we know of um, but she definitely drank a lot and she tried to kiss yeah i mean can you blame her no so yeah. as we're wrapping up we're not only wrapping up the 10th episode we're ap- wrapping up basically the season yes. of shakespeare thank god which i think we can agree was a lot. Not what we expected. No. I don't know what I expected. Like, looking back on hi- in hindsight, like, we got exactly what I should have expected. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was thinking, like, I don't know. I, don't I know. wasn't expecting to... It really limits the movies that we could choose from. Yes. And not all of them are well done. No. So, and I just didn't really, that didn't enter my mind when we had the idea. No. 
it was a solid idea. Yeah. We've done a, I will. And honestly, I mean, I've enjoyed by myself. most of these episodes. Yeah. I mean. I won't stand by all of these movies. Right. Listen to the episodes. You know what Some ones. of these movies suck. Yep. What was your favorite? I mean, I don't think we should count two things I hate about you because I think going in we both knew we liked this movie a lot. Yeah. What was my favorite? I really liked She's the Man. I really liked Big Business. <laughs> my, oh, I liked Big Business. I think my favorite was probably The Lion King. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I didn't really love Hakuna o. Matata. No, I hated O. I think didn't everybody knows. I would have liked Throne of Blood more had I watched it in English, like with subtitles the uh, first time. I, because the second time I was frustrated that I'd already seen this. I didn't dislike My Own Private Idaho, but I don't think it's a movie I'll probably watch again. If I, Luke wanted to watch it, I'd watch it with him. But Yeah, I don't know. I might watch it again mm-hmm. at some point in the future. Like, I don't want to say never. Mm-hmm. But I probably won't. Yeah. There's so many other movies, and there are more movies being made every day. Yeah. And even, like, with books, unless it's got something that I really, really dig, mm-hmm. I don't like watching movies over and over. Uh, it depends. Yeah, it depends. Like, there's some movies that are comfort movies to yeah, me. Yeah. Watch... We just talked about this in between episodes. Um,. Like, if I am in a mood to just have a cry, yes, there are movies that I go to for that. Yes. Like, um, Rocky Horror, I'll watch that a million times. Mm-hmm. Um, Stephen King's Bag of Bones, mm-hmm. I'll read that a thousand times. I... But, uh, like, movies, like... Just random movies. Random movies, you know. Um, Most of the time after I see something, I remember it. Right. Not not recently. While You Were Sleeping is a movie I watch every year around Christmas time. Yeah, I watched it with Sonia this year. Last year. I'm not thrilled about that. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Um, That's a movie. I I watch it every year. It's just like, it's my Christmas movie. And I know it's not super Christmassy. There it's Christmas fine. is in it. It's Christmas time. But to me, it's She just says like, Merry Christmas. Well, they celebrate Christmas. They celebrate Christmas. Um, it's Christmas. It starts on Christmas Day. Yeah. But, uh, like, that's a movie I've watched a thousand times. Um, the Cutting Edge is a movie I've mm-hmm. seen a thousand times. Um, I love that movie. That movie feels like The Taming of the Shrew. Yeah. A bit. I like... I say, yeah, like I've seen it. You've never seen it? No, haven't we talked about it? Maybe I have seen it because I feel like we've talked about it. And I was, no, I'm not, I don't know. We, we need to watch it. I have it. I feel like it was, we've discussed talking about it. I love we've, it. We've, we've discussed talking about <laughs> it. Yeah, it's like, it's getting late. We've discussed watching it yeah. for the podcast. Yeah. Previously. Um, but that's a movie that I think I've... when we were talking sports movies. Yeah. Yeah. And it could be in a rom-com, too, but... Yeah. Uh, okay, well, I think that's pretty much... We've covered everything we need to. Yeah. So we want to thank you guys for listening. We have completed season 
two. Season dose. Unless something drastic happens between now and the time the time we're recording this and the time the polls close, it looks like we're doing time travel next. Yeah, unless so, something crazy happens. Some movies that we have kicked around for that would be like Twelve Monkeys, uh, Donnie Darko, The Terminator, uh, Edge of Tomorrow, Primer. Primer is a movie I started to watch, but I was just like, I think I was drunk and sleepy and yeah, was not following, so I just stopped it, so I'm not seeing it all. Um, Looper? Yeah, Looper. Zach and I saw that in theaters. Yeah, it's good. It is good. Uh, I said 12 Monkeys, right? You did. That was the that, first thing you said. One of the surprising things, usually if they do a series based on a movie, I don't super dig it. Right. Uh, but the 12 Monkeys series on sci-fi is actually really interesting. Hmm. Um, I, it's interesting. Okay. Okay, so thanks for listening. We really do appreciate it. Uh, you can rate us on iTunes or Google Play or wherever the hell you want to. Yep. We'll Con- take what we can get. We will. Um, contact us on social media. We are on Facebook, uh, the Drama Mamas Podcast. We are on Twitter at Drama Mamas Pod. We have a Gmail, uh, Drama Mamas Podcast at, at gmail.com. And unless there was anything else, no. Uh, I bid you all good day. I hope you all burn in hell. <laughs> that's always. like your favorite thing that's come from this show. Yeah, from, from this season. Hands down the best thing. You're stupid. <laughs> As always, remember to save the drama. For these mamas. 